millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Welcome to the 442 Podcast. I'm your regular host, Connor Pope, but I'm not really on it today. This is a special episode celebrating two British footballing greats. Neither ever kicked a ball or managed a team, but together they soundtracked the sport for a grateful nation for over 50 years. For the February issue of 442 magazine, we sat down with commentary legends Barry Davis and John Motson to discuss a broadcasting rivalry older than most Premier League coaches. You can read the feature in the magazine and online now, but we wanted to share with you the audio too. The truth is, we only recorded for transcription purposes, so the sound quality is not to its usual high standard. My colleague Chris Flanagan met them in a London hotel bar, so in the background you'll be able to hear the sounds of soft jazz, other customers, and on more than one occasion, an inexplicable retro Nokia ringtone. At one point, John also stops telling a story to order some more wine. It shouldn't really work for podcast, but when we listened to it back, we realised we had something very special, and we just wanted to share it with you. There were some rough cuts in it, where we took out bits that you couldn't really hear anyway, but on the whole, this is just a conversation between Barry Davis and John Motson. Enjoy. So how many years do you reckon you'll, you'll have known each other? Well, I joined Match of the Day in 1971. Barry was already there, so I guess you've got to say it's over 50. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Well, you joined in 69, did you? I joined in 69. So how many? That is 50 years 50 ago, years, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I'll get the decades mixed up. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. glad you have that problem. Uh, an awful long time is the answer to the question. Yeah. <laughs> so can you... I, 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 you go on. You can ask John, I was going to say, do you remember the first time you met? Well, well, I remember the first time we had a conversation. I remember it very well. Because what is he said was the new boy. I, I wasn't... I'm, I said, if they offer you the contract they just offered, Ken Wilson home, and he turned it down. I said, take it straight away before they change their mind. <laughs> Little did I know he was going to put all of Ken Wilson home's records. No, I, I do remember that first meeting, actually. We were on a train coming back from West Brom at the old Watney Cup. Barry had commentated, and I was there for radio, but he knew I was joining television, and... Um, I always remember that one of the most helpful things he said, because I was very nervous about moving from radio, where I was not really very well known, and coming into television, where I would have to mix with, I mean, there were some pretty powerful managers around at that time, Barry will tell you, the Shanklis and the Revis of this world, and I was very nervous about having to go and meet these people and wondering how they would react to me. And I remember Barry saying, don't worry about that, he said, because television will give you an identity. And he was spot on. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess, like, I mean, you we were joking about it. There's, there's always a perception that you didn't get on, but obviously, I can see it's obviously not the case, and never, probably never was. Well, it. I was an incredibly <laughs> understanding fellow, and I <laughs> <laughs> him every time. Yeah, we, 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 were, we were sort of. 
placed in a competitive situation yeah. by other people, I think it's fair to say. That's, that's quite it, true. it suited the BBC, and Barry may agree or not, it suited the BBC to have two commentators whose styles were, yeah. shall we say, distinctively yeah. different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, Jonathan Martin, the head of sport who had to make the decisions about who did this match and who did that, he once said to me, he said, Barry commentates from the grandstand and you're commentating from the terraces. <laughs> well, there were terraces then, of course. Yeah. Meaning that I, my style was a bit crash-bang and Barry's was more considered, which I would thoroughly agree with. Um, but yeah, but, but, of course it suited the BBC because Match of the Day then, Barry, was very much a two-match format, sure, wasn't it? Absolutely. They weren't showing all the goals from everywhere mm. then. We yeah. weren't allowed to. Yeah, yeah. So on a Saturday, Match 1 or Match 2, it wouldn't matter which way round it was, Barry would do one and I would do the other. Mm -hmm. This was the occasional return of David Coleman, which happened once or twice. You're still around, David. Uh, um, but we did it that way for so long, and, and I think what suited the BBC was not so much the, well, not only the contrast in styles, but when it came to the World Cup, mm. and you know, and the BBC were doing England one day and Scotland the next, yeah. which in the 70s did happen, yeah, yeah. Um, they had two front-line men to, yeah. to cover it. So from their point of view, it worked <laughs> very well. And we managed not to fall out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, which we I did. think was a compliment to him, probably. Yeah. Um, well, certainly on the basis of, uh, of, of just that one ground that's yes. fairly important in British football, uh, yeah. English football, I should yeah. say. Um, when you had more visits to Wembley than I did, uh, was certainly for the cup. But, but uh, I mean, I, I think the BBC used it a bit also for a little bit of in publicity terms. Yeah. They, they, they tried to sort of set it up, uh, and the press were, were, were very good. But we've agreed since then <laughs> that it was actually good for us in terms it of was. the longevity of our careers. Yeah, it was. Because, yeah, yeah. It was. I, you know, with the great greatest respect to all those commentating now, they're not going to last as long as we do. No. Uh, yeah. You know, we were, we were very lucky. We were around at the right time. Well, it occurs to me, I don't, I don't know how you feel about this comparison, you, you saw the Messi and Ronaldo of commentary and that you, you're both both around in the same era and both, had, had the other not been there, would have dominated it. Can I brought the best well, out of you maybe? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. disagree with that. Yeah. I, I think where our careers changed slightly and I'm moving it on very much. Mm. Barry always had the gift of being an all-rounder. He couldn't, he didn't just do football. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't try and enumerate the number of sports you did. <laughs> I always remember one, one of our producers, Fred Viner, was with us one day, and you rattled through all the sports you covered, and you said to Fred, in fact, Fred, the only one I haven't done is golf. And Fred Viner, with his ironic sense of humor, said, why stop at golf, Barry? <laughs> I remember that vividly. Because you've done athletics, and you, well, in fairness, I'd done a bit of tennis and boxing and radio, but in television terms, Barry did the Olympics, the gymnastics, ice hockey, you, well, you name it. There were people who wrote them. But the reason I was doing that was because he was getting more oh, of a take. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that wasn't the, wasn't actually the reason. Yeah. I was, um, producers came to me and said, would you like to do this, would you yeah. like to do that? Yeah. No, I, mean, I never thought I would do the Lord Mayor's show, for example. But the producer yeah. came and asked me yeah. to do that. Uh, I had ambitions to do opening ceremonies at the Olympic Games, uh, to follow David Coleman, which eventually I did. And, and John mentioned there about how you kind of saw the kind of difference in styles. How, how do you kind of view the difference in styles between the two of you? Yeah, I thought he summed it up reasonably well, yeah. possibly slightly to his own detriment. Uh, <laughs> well. but, but he does, he did, does have a, a, a different, uh, a, a different uh, style. Possibly because uh, he came from radio, which I didn't really. Uh, I did a little radio when I was in the army, but and used that to get a job. Yeah. Um, and was lucky enough that the 1966 World Cup was in England. If it had not been in England, and the ITV had not needed to suddenly find four commentators. Yeah. And he was, you know, still in short pants, uh, so they couldn't go to him. I wouldn't have had the opportunity. And what would each be your individual favourite memories of covering England? Well, I can do that quite easily, because it's something I get asked a lot, right, what yeah. was your favourite match? Yeah. I would pick England's 5-1 win in Germany, yeah. when Sven Jorn Eriksson had yeah, yeah. become our coach. Yeah. In the old Olympic Stadium now, because of course they've moved by Munich, the Olympic Stadium in Munich, 
at a time when the England's fortunes weren't soaring exactly. And to go away to Germany, our sort of keenest competitors in many ways in the world because of the World Cup final, and to win 5-1, it was just completely, it, it came from nowhere for yeah. me. Michael Owen's hat-trick and all that business. Uh, ironically, although we, we won 5-1, we then had a pretty sort of rocky qualification match against Greece at yeah. Old Trafford when Beckham scored yeah, his free yeah. kick, which is another moment that comes back yeah. to me very readily. Anyway, to cut a long story short, England and Germany yeah. both went to Japan, but, it, yeah. but that 5-1 game, um, I hadn't seen England take a team of Germany's stature mm. apart quite the way yeah. they did that. Night. And obviously there's the, the story you tell about, about Sven afterwards, seeing him in the streets and the commentary line. Oh yeah, I was throwing at West Ham, didn't I? And he just watched the video. I didn't realise this. Uh, I'd said when Owen got his third goal, this is getting better and better and better. And at West Ham, somebody tapped me on the shoulder and this boy said, it's getting better and better and better. And it was Sven. And I always say at dinner, well, I shouldn't say this in a magazine, but I always say at, when I speak at dinners, I hope it was the football he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and Barry, obviously, the, the hand of God game, what, what was that? What was that like? Uh, no, I, that's one. It's one yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I didn't chalk up as many as John, but I, I did have a few mm. really big games, and, mm. and, and that was one of them um, in, in '86. Mm. And I can still see the ball going in the net from Indica to make it 2 2, but of course it oh, didn't. Yeah, right at the end. Uh, and, um, and I can remember when uh, John Barnes came on. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I can't remember the name of, of the right uh, right back for uh, Argentina at the time, but, but Barnes was brought on for the job, and I said, everybody in the country was saying, go on, take him on. Uh, and I wasn't sure whether that line went down well or not, people, but it was true. I, I think Barry's hit, hit, hit a good point there because people talk about commentators being unbiased. Mm. But if you were commentating on England in a World Cup yeah. final, yeah. surely you were allowed to show a little bit of But going back, I, I mean, the best thing of the performance that, that I have commentated on was England beating Holland in Euro 96. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, st I still think that's the best thing in the performance I have I personally right. seen. But yeah. it was recorded, it was on live on ITV. Okay, yeah. So as a live match, I would take an England defeat. Right. And as yeah. I can see Lineker scoring, I can see uh, Gascoigne yeah. just getting his toe to the ball and we yeah. would have been in the final, which yeah. would have set up John, who was doing the final. Instead of that, he had a absolute rubbish final. <laughs> um, but but that, the atmosphere in that semi-final mm. uh, was just the best I've ever known. Right. And I also liked the way that television presented it at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and Des came over to, to me, Des and Ireland, yeah. obviously, um, very early. Uh, and I didn't say very much, and I just let the, 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 the music of the, of the crowd, the, you know, football's coming home, yeah. which has never been beaten. That's the best song. Yeah. It keeps getting repeated. Because it was <laughs> well, actually, Barry's just touched on another of his great strengths there. He had, because he had a, a I think it was remarkable, because I, I found it so hard not to talk, but I thought, thought he had a real gift for choosing his words carefully and, and knowing when not to talk, yeah. which of course is, is one of the things commentators should learn. Yeah. <laughs> but he could do that naturally, and, yeah. and I mean that, that night you did, and, and uh, wow, it was. And, and I did a couple of games in Euro uh, to uh, get the date right, John. Ninety six. Um, <laughs> and I sensed the same thing. Probably not so extreme as that semi final mm. night, but I sensed the same thing. The country kind of grasped that tournament, Barry, didn't it? I did, and I think you know, probably one of the best goals you've commentated on helped set that up, i.e. Gazer against Scotland. Well, I was doing a programme this afternoon talking about England, as you have to on a, after an international, and I just made the point, I said I don't think, again you may or may not agree, I said I don't think Gareth Southgate has been able to pick a midfield player who can do what Gazza did. Yeah. You know, 
yeah. collect the ball on the turn, beat people, uh, play the penetrating pass that creates an opportunity, yeah. score a goal. I mean, Gaza was the complete midfielder in a, in a yeah. international. Yeah. We haven't got anybody like that now. Mm, Whenever you talk about formations, whether he plays three at the back or four, where is the creative yeah. player yeah. in midfield? Uh, or where, where is your platini or where it, you know you can make, make as many as you like yeah. but we haven't got anybody who can really dominate a game and open yeah. up the defence but, but that moment of he's right that yeah. moment of Gaza you see look where he was he was nearly on the goal line yeah. that's where Gaza used to get to <laughs> yeah. rather than sitting on the halfway line and what was it like to commentate on a great moment like that that well, go on. It's, it's you. You were talking about your life. No, no, but you did. The, you did the yeah, well, yeah. one. Uh, it's, it's, um, you don't really think about no. it. Mm. I mean, in a way, it, it goes against what what John has said uh, for me because I've always said to people, I I open my mouth and hope that my foot is sufficiently far away. <laughs> I, I I've not been a good. I prepare for the match. I do my, my homework. Yeah. But I don't. I don't even like to prepare the opening of the match because mm. sometimes I mean, I've been to a, a few games, particularly abroad, uh, when when the opening bears no relation to the pictures, mm. and I hate that. Right. Uh, I mean, it's become common mm. commonplace now, hasn't it? Yeah, I think that I think both of us, and we hit this man will remain nameless, but there, there was a commentator, well, there is a commentator who used to write before the match even started, used to write down the three things, one of which he would say at the end, depending on the really? result. Okay. I could never do that. Yeah. I mean, it has to be spontaneous. Um, why does it feel to commentate on a... You're right. It, it, it has to... Not only does it have to be spontaneous, mm. it has to be coming from here. You yeah. It's your reaction yeah. to a I great... Coming mo- from here, Yeah, too. it's a great yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think... I can think of moments that Barry captured brilliantly. Um, I can... Remember one or two that I thought, well, that didn't sound too bad. Uh, but you were very much on your own in that. Well, you are as a commentator anyway. Mm. But you were very much on your own in that moment mm. because you were the only one who could actually yeah, yeah. spread that word to however many vi- million viewers yeah. there were. So when you said, oh, you, we used to compare notes from time to time. A yeah. number of times, back in the studio on a, on a recorded match or even on a live match, uh, when the experts in the studio referred to something which either he or I, whichever one of us was commentating, had brought up and said this is an important point. Yeah. It's just so we never said a bloody yes, thing. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I always used to find that frustrating. Yeah. But, yeah, he's right, though. <laughs> yeah. We were both, both sort of coming from a different perspective. But, um, no, I mean, I think the, uh, the rhythm Barry's commentary was, was a great strength because I'll just tell this little story. Yeah, yeah. About two years ago, and I don't know why it was, but you will tell me. They brought you back to do a commentary. Oh, yes. Didn't they? 50th anniversary of the... 50th anniversary of what? Match of the day? Match of the day. And Barry, Barry, bravely, I thought, having not done football for just for a few seasons. A few said, seasons? It was, well, I, 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 I was being... I was you're being trying, kind. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Well, yeah, I'm kind. I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. well I'll tell you why I, why I am going to be kind, because however many years it was... Barry rang me actually because I'd done one of the teams quite recently. Right, I think it was okay. Swansea or somebody yeah. like that. No, 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 no. No? Crystal Palace Crystal against West Ham. Crystal Palace, West Ham. I must I, have done. I'd done Palace before yeah. and, and I, I marked Barry's card as best I could, mm. knowing the kind of things commentators mm. like to know. Mm. Tell you what, his performance was absolutely immaculate. I thought to myself, crikey, you know, he could still be doing it here. <laughs> and I would say probably still now. <laughs> but, you know, the, the rhythm. The rhythm he used to get into, just enough, just enough words when it was yeah. necessary, and as I said at the very beginning, I, brilliant identification. Mm. He, it was he didn't put a foot wrong when he did yeah. this one when it was two three years ago now. Um, but yeah, I, it comes back to what we said at the beginning. I think we, in a positive way, we pushed each other on a little mm. bit. Yes, that's all I'd I say. I agree with that. Mm. Yeah. I, agree. I do know for a fact that a couple of the younger commentators. Yes. Got very nervous oh, right. when they heard Barry. Oh, right. <laughs> that was a compliment to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll say nervous. I mean, that, that yeah. He did it, and that was that. It was yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. I, but, but 
just as an Irish jumper. I mean, I, I walked round uh, from, from the tunnel yeah. to the competition. Mm -hmm. A bit of a hike. And, and uh, the crowd were very, very generous to me. And I yeah, got up be. onto the gantry. And as I'm walking to the commentary seat, um, there's a camera walking backwards. All right. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm really rather enjoying this. <laughs> and then I suddenly thought, yeah, that's all right now. But if I make a mistake in the first five minutes, let me say, he never was any good anyway. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? It's funny, because I did my last, last match at Crystal Palace at the end of my last BBC right. season. I did yeah. Crystal Palace against West Brom. did, yeah. And the same thing happened to me in that sort of hike round the pitch yeah. and climbing up the ladder. The crowd were applauding, and I thought, oh my God, this is all very well. But I just thought that I, if on my last day I get the wrong goal scorer and one more win, how am I going to feel then? Well, fortunately, the, the goals are quite straightforward. But no, no, we, we have that in common. Yeah. Balance, yeah. Well, at least you've been doing it regularly. I, I quit, and that's what happened. Uh, in September. I quit Match of the Day in 2004 mm. and this program went out in 2016. Well, it was 12 years, was it? Oh, yeah. It was a long, long time. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'd seen a few football matches, but there's nothing the same as, you know, a microphone in your hand and yeah. people to identify and things like that. Yeah. And I, I did wonder. I didn't know how many bloody substitutes there were. Uh, well, they they increased that, and the pace of the game was much right. Yes, it, it yeah. is. It's quicker, uh, and also, of course, Barry and I had to contend with just one substitute when we started. Right. Yeah. Um, numbers one to twelve. Yeah. Now you've got seven subs, which yeah. means you've got fourteen more players to do research on. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. And numbers that vary from. 24 to 65. I mean, it, it is ludicrous, really, the numbering system now. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you're enjoying this episode, you'll love the Euro 96 special issue of 442 Magazine, which is on sale in shops and online now. In it, we've got a long read on the tournament, a diary of every single match day, reports on all the England games, interviews with players including Paul Ince, Teddy Sheringham, Darren Anderton and Carol Poborski, profiles of Paul Gascoigne and Gareth Southgate, and the full story behind Badil and Skinner's fantasy football. You can subscribe to the magazine for £12.25 every three months, getting issues delivered to your door for less than £4 each. That's over 100 pages of brilliant football journalism 13 times a year, including Euro 2020 and new season previews. Head to myfavouritemagazines.co.uk forward slash fftpod20 to subscribe now. You can also find that link in the show notes for this episode below. The other thing that we had to do, which, which people don't realise, I mean, you know, um, DVR and all that. DVR, is that the right? No, it's not. VAR? VAR. Okay. I don't get it, and I'm not going to get involved in it. No, no, well. And I don't want you to. No, well, I, I, uh, we, we won't. But we, when the slow motion first came well, in, yeah. 
he and I never saw the slow motion. Oh, right. But we had yeah. to re recount the goal oh, right. of the incident as we had seen it Tricky. at the time. <laughs> and then they laid the sound on the goal of oh, the right. incident. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we could be totally wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And i tell you what, our record... Living good. Well, I have to <laughs> say, I used to sweat all Saturday evening thinking, will my words over that goal be sort of justified by the pictures? Right. Yeah. And it was a, a great relief when you watched the programme. And because yeah. in those days there wasn't the capacity to edit like there is now. Mm, no. I mean, we were really stuck with what we said at the time. Mm, yeah. And then they laid the pictures in, of course. And the reason, Barry's quite right, the reason that happened was because the only machine that the BBC could use to do what we call the action replay yeah. was being used on racing, oh, okay. which of course was live on Grandstand. Yeah. <laughs> so they couldn't send a machine to where Barry right, and I yeah, were, yeah. so we had to do it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned about commentating on the, the Germany semi-final in Euro 96. What, what do you remember about commentating on, on the, the shootout, obviously with Southgate and... The, your words were iconic, even if it was not. Well, not the words were the words were because I didn't say very much. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. If I had, uh, truthfully, I could say now, and I know one commentator did, but, but he would look very stupid if he was wrong. Uh, I'm not to his name. Uh, but as Gareth ran up, I was not comfortable with the run up. Mm. And if you have said to me. You know, is he going to score? I felt that he wasn't. Um, but my reaction was just what everybody sitting at home would have said, probably with a few adjectives added to, oh no. That was exactly what you said, it was perfect. Yeah, and it was obviously you kept a silence after that as well, which was nation. Terry came on, uh, Terry Vanderbilt came yeah, on and put right. his arm around there, yeah. and then I said a few things. I mean, you could argue in some respect, looking back on it, it it's uh, I mean, a terrible moment for him, a terrible mm. moment for England, uh, but, as I believe he said, it could not get worse than that. Mm. For his sake, it never does. Yeah. But it, 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 he understands. I mean, I, I think... Uh, I think he's done an extremely yeah. good job, yeah, yeah. but John is right what he said at the start. Um, uh, I think we're getting a bit carried away sometimes. In, no, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> you or me into the no, area. No, no. <laughs> but uh, I mean, there's quite a lot of talk that night about uh, when they lost, about uh, um, uh, the formation of the side and how this was changing. I, I, I was never, you know, I, I believed in in total football. Mm. So basically, uh, I mean, the, the Dutch, everybody talked about total football. Mm. I mean, everybody was in an attacking position when they had the ball, <laughs> yeah. and everybody was in the defensive yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have the, and that's all I want from my team. <laughs> and whether it's three or five or, you know. Yeah, I, well, I, I must say, you. I go along entirely with that. Yeah. Roy Hodgson and I were talking a little while ago. Mm. And he said to me, you know, all this talk about formations, he said, it's all overplayed. Mm. He said, if you froze the game at any one time, it isn't necessarily so that the players are 4-3-3, yeah. three, three, yeah, yeah. one of them could have made a run back. Yeah. And I think we, he's right. We've reached the point now where the press can't seem to lay off the fact, oh, is Gareth playing a 5-3-2 or yeah. is he playing a 4-3-3? Well, at different points in the game, he may do either. Yeah. I just think, I think it's been overplayed. Yeah. I do really. Yeah, okay. yeah. And it, if, you know, I think we should make a comeback. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't speak too loud. There'll be a lot of support for that. <laughs> oh, that's good. Very generous observation. It was a joke. Though. Yeah, no. Uh, a if, good one, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, if, obviously, obviously, England got a long way to go to, to win the Euros, but if, if Gareth Southgate could win the Euros at Wembley, as someone who commentated on his lawn, would, would you be quite. Would you be pleased for him, I guess? Oh, yeah. I'd be, de I'd be delighted yeah, yeah. for him. And yeah. I think it has been a, a, a major part in his mm. attitude. Yeah. Uh, he knows how, how people feel at yeah. their worst moment. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think, well, you agree, John, I think there are a lot of talented players yes. around. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, and one or two of them that actually haven't been near mm. getting into the England squad yet. Yeah. There's a, there's a young guy at, at Aston Villa. Grealish. Grealish. Yeah. 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 
Um, he's not as young as he used to be, but maybe he's a better player for that. I also think on that note, talking about our early days, of course, mm. England didn't have that pathway. Mm. You know, St yeah. George's Park was sort of a, a dream in the sky somewhere. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the continuity that Gareth brings, because he's been with the under-21s and he's seen the development of these kids who from now with win, winning things at under 17 now that doesn't mean you're going to be a great player at 24 but nevertheless I think he has one of his legacies will be that he has developed a pathway where the boys who come through from the junior teams have got some idea of what international football is all about yeah we certainly never had that did we no I mean the under no. 21s were like the only thing we had and they were completely cut off yes. quite often yeah. weren't they yeah, you could argue we finally followed the German system because the Germans always knew who was going to follow up. Um, well, they, and, the, you know, they, they, had, they knew who the next manager was. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I mean. They, 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 uh, and, and, and we didn't. And when, you, when you think about the people who have been appointed, mm. yeah. If I, can I ask you uh, for a fo your, your own favourite commentary line and your, and the other favourite commercial line of the other. Is that, <laughs> I know it's tricky. You can choose two or three if you want. Oh, goodness, <laughs> me. goodness me. I'm not sure. Well, I say if there's not just one, then any of the. Well, no, I can't, yeah, I can't yeah, even yeah. think of any of oh, really? this precise moment. Um, you know, it was there, there at the time. Well, uh, I mean, I, I, I can, I've got some ideas. If <laughs> well, I mean, for, for me, like um, the the Darlene, Brolin, Darlene, you're an actor, things like that. I like that, that was because yeah, yeah. It, it was a, almost a poetic sequence yeah. um, in, in a match where dear Graham Taylor, who I liked very much as a man, mm, me too. So, uh, I mean, how you bring off Gary? Lineker and put on the man with whom he's played at Leicester, at, uh, Leicester City. With the Goffrey. Is it Leicester City? Yes, it yes, was. Yeah, Alan Smith, yeah. Yeah, Alan Smith, yeah. Um, but we were all well beaten that, that day. Yeah. Mark you, at the same, at the same tournament, um, Michel Patini, who was a great player, his manager of managing the. Uh, the French side. That, that you didn't get that one, did you? Or did you get that one? Uh, uh, nil, nil. Paul no, and Bruce Clark. I can't remember. Which, incidentally, no. would you have said? Sorry, this looks okay. No, it's all right. <laughs> would you have been prepared to say this is the most boring European Cup final of all time? I'm not sure I'd have said that. But I, I think I would have found a way of saying it without. I don't remember very well. The only one I remember with Platini was when he, were awful. Yeah, I mean, I did the one when Platini took them all on in '84, you know, and mm. scored the yeah, yeah. amazing last and minute that, goal, that was, the yeah. thing, yeah. which people often remind me of. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Barry, Barry's second Maradona goal. You have to say that's brilliant. Yeah. That's all that needed to be said. Yeah. And people often quote that to me. Yeah. And also your other one, with a sense of a little bit of amusement, Francis Lee. Oh, yes. Look at his face. Look at his face. It was so, but it was right in a way because he was screaming, Franny Lee. It was really good. But it was such a. You know, he he left Manchester City under a bit of a cloud. And there was yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and to come back, and he obviously wasn't very pleased that he left initially come back and just looking at his face at that moment. That's true. Um, and, you know, yeah. That's what I said. I my mouth. And yeah. Sometimes I won, sometimes I lost. Yeah, well, I... I yeah. Any favourite of your own? His, 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 his description of, of, of the winning goal in, in the European uh, of 84. Yes, yeah. semi-final, Barry. Semi-final. Yeah. Semi-final. No, just to, it, was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was France, Portugal, and, and France had trailed two-one. Yes. Platini took well, Tigana took over really, and laid on this goal for Platini. I mean, I was screaming then. That was as near as I got to, to losing control. Yeah. And, and when I came back, you'd be amazed at this. We had a producer in the BBC, and he and he came up to me and said, John, well done in in, in uh, Europe. He said. 
but there are two very opposing views about the way you dealt with the winning goal for France. As if, as if half the department <laughs> thought I'd scream my head off and it was horrible, and the other half thought it was memorable. So it does it. It's his old-fashioned. You can't please all the people all the time. That's right. And um, it's probably true about all, about you and me. That remark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what, did you, I mean? Um, did you ever think sometimes where I mean, you talked about at the start about. Um, I guess when you when you commentate for the BBC, do people accuse you of bias, no matter what you say sometimes? Oh, 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 yeah. When a commentator opens his mouth and says something nice about yeah, Team yeah. A, <laughs> Team B think he's yeah, against them. No, that's, that's a fact. It was very true. It happened to me a lot over the early 80s when Tottenham got to two cup finals. Um, and I'm, I don't mind admitting, Keith Birkinshaw, the manager, was one of those who was very cooperative and I got a lot of kind of support from club in the way when you do the cup climbing you get a lot of background and training settings and a lot of people used to come up to me not so much now and say oh we all know you're a Tottenham fan but I've had other people come up to me and say oh you're a gooner aren't you you know so so what yeah no yeah and 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 oh why 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 are commentators always biased in favor of Manchester United I've had all that yeah had all that and the, it, the irony of it is and this is something I've not been accused of, but I can admit it now. The team I saw most of in my days with my dad, if you want to call it that, was Chelsea. Okay, yeah, yeah. But once I started commentating, any affection I had there just disappeared yeah. with all the other neutral things you've got to observe. Yeah, yeah. And I was a supporter of Spurs mm. as a kid. Well, I, I went to great lengths. Yeah, yeah. If I turn up to, to a ground, I, I wouldn't, wore, wouldn't wear a shirt or a tie no. that, that, that might... Okay, and I yeah. don't think people could have pinned that. No, yeah, I mean, we all knew Tony Gabba, bless him. With uh, a Man United man. Man. Yes, <laughs> and Alan Parry Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, knew, we knew that. <laughs> and um, is there, have, you, have either you got like a line that you, you sometimes see back on television you cringe about? I don't know, anything like that. Ooh, <laughs> three of those. Three of those. Uh, um, I don't know, sometimes you, you come off. I mean, maybe it's a silly way for me, but, but um, two things I want to say about this. Uh, Charlie George, uh, when he scored in the cup final for Arsenal, mm. I wanted Kenneth Walston home, it was the commentator, so just to say, by George! <laughs> because that, that was, that was uh, you know, that, that's what people used to use as, as an expression yeah. when they were surprised at yeah, something yeah. or brilliant something. And I had, he scored for Derby County against Real Madrid uh, at, at the, oh, the, at the baseball player. ground. Doing it. And as soon as the goal had gone in, I laughed off. You had your chance and you missed it. <laughs> well, I've, oh, I've had that feeling. I mean, I remember when Van Basten scored that great goal in the 88 mm. European Championships, that volley. Yeah. And I don't know what I did say. But I wish I'd said that goal wasn't made in Holland, it was made in heaven. Right, yeah. But I never got round to saying it. <laughs> and and, and Bar Barry's point about spontaneity, it, it, it's completely borne out because you don't really know what you're going to say. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that thing, the one that I sometimes people chuckle about and sometimes they remind me of was when Wimbledon won the cup and I said the crazy gang have beaten the culture and that was not written down or, or yeah, even thought yeah, yeah, about yeah. but of course everybody knew that Wimbledon caught the crazy yeah. gang and they beat Liverpool so yeah. it just it just fitted at the time yeah. but I didn't go to Wembley thing and no, the other no. thing is you mentioned Ken Wollstonehome there Barry um, Ken Wollstonehome when he set out for the 1966 World Cup final, couldn't possibly have no, thought, no. oh, I'm going to say they think it's all over, it is now, <laughs> yeah. because he would never have known there were people on the pitch. <laughs> but that was total simplicity. Yeah. yeah. You know, he sees there are people on the pitch. So he says, some people are on the pitch. Yeah. Statement of fact. Yes. And he's thinking, why are they on the pitch? And he's they, thinking, they must think it's all over. Yeah. And first bang, was, his great line was to say, it is now. Now, yeah. that's, that, that's yeah, what yeah. made it. Yeah. But, but the, as Barry says, combining the, an, an incident that he could never no, conceive no. Yeah, exactly. that people would be on the pitch with yeah, England yeah. winning. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I don't think any of us will beat that, actually. I've seen a few come and go in, in, in the length of my career, uh, including uh, John. I don't know if I said it to John. I said, but don't think you're ever going to no. get the top line because you'll, it's already been said. You won't deliver it. Yeah, that's right. Well but, done. But, but words, I mean, you mentioned the 86. I made a complete mess of the handball. I didn't see it at the time. Uh, it wasn't a great. Uh, it wasn't a great view. It was high up and so on and so forth. And I, did, I recapped it over uh, um, slow motion replays that were actually put in in London. Mm. Not I wasn't seeing them. Right. In no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they were saying, and Shilton's going up now and now. And now. But the important thing, some people sometimes say that I said that was sheer football genius. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> I said that was pure football genius. And, yeah. and the choice of that word, yeah. which I didn't think about at the time, yeah. was important yeah. because that was pure, that was cheating. Yeah. What had gone on yeah, no, I, don't, I think you're playing yourself down saying that you made a mess of it because a lot of people watch, and I was watching live in Guadalajara, a lot of people watching that for the first mm. time wouldn't have thought that was handball. Yeah. <laughs> I must have told you, the only clue, the only clue, and you got it on the replay, was, 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 was when England ran back to the centre, yeah. one or two England players were doing, and you got right. that on the replay. Yeah. Yeah. Replayed years later. Dear Lee Dixon. Uh, actually, it was, it was the programme they put out on Match of the Day when I left. Oh, okay, yeah. And, and they played that, and he said, I know it's up where it was, but this goal was played up. <laughs> Lee Dixon said, everybody knew what had happened no, except no. the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought, well, yeah. you know, 20 years old, yeah. that's probably right. <laughs> Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Obviously, he did the 94 World Cup final. How gutting was it that he obviously didn't turn out to be such a great spectacle? <laughs> yeah. uh, it, was, it was hard work. Um, yeah. Now, that, I just want to show you yeah, yeah, there. Sorry, yeah. We'd had this nip and tuck yeah, thing yeah. All, all through the years. I, yeah. Yeah. I want another one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Barry, you came in right on cue. <laughs> as usual. Um, as usual. Hey, I'm enjoying this. You know I'm having a great time. Now, yeah, great. We were there in, uh, and the time had come and I've been perfectly honest about this. It probably was a bit premature when I did my first cup final and in all honesty, looking back now, I think Barry probably, well, I, I think Barry should have had it. Anyway, life went on and then the World Cup became an issue and I had a pretty poor World Cup in 1990 in Italy, not up to my normal standard. I think it probably was the Whatever we had before. Yeah. Um, and, then, and, then, and then in the head of football, Brian Barwick at the time, had to make a difficult decision in 1990. And he stuck with me, rightly or wrongly. And then when we got to 94, I sensed that the time had come. And, and Barry was in good form. I, wasn't, I hadn't been in great form and I remember the day I got a telephone call and believe it or not I was in a bar with Terry Venables and I got this call from a man called Malcolm Kemp, oh no he was my, he got, he took the call and then handed the thing to me yeah. and then Brian Barwick said look you, you may or may not be surprised at this but we're giving the final to Barry and, and I went, 
Yeah, well done, Barry. And I phoned him oh, straight oh, away oh, in the oh, office. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I was and I was genuinely disappointed. Not that my 1990 final was, not, <laughs> it was dreadful. Yeah, it was dreadful. dreadful. And you got one which was nearly as bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I'll accept you had the worst. <laughs> But no. But you bloody deserved it because of all the others. Well, <laughs> yes, I think that's right, bloody hell. And, 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 and you know, I'm proud of this thing, really, because I honestly think that the way it worked out, and as Barry said, it, it, was, it was in the BBC's advantage and interest from where they were sitting. I, I'm pretty certain that I got more out of myself because I knew that the competition was yeah. there all the yeah, time. Yeah. Really? And, and I also knew that, because of the style thing we've been debating, that a lot of people, even when I was doing cup finals, used mm. to say to me, ah, oh, but I tell you what, I really like Barry Davis. Right. Now, yeah. I wonder now, and I'm going to be a bit controversial here, <laughs> how many people walk around the street discussing the current BBC oh, contest, sure. of, of which yeah. there are about ten, by yeah, the way. Yeah. So yeah. you could say, because yeah. it's ten games now, there were yeah, two yeah. of them, yeah. you could say Barry and I were lucky because we were the only two on the BBC. Right. The late Brian Moore, of course, yeah, yeah. was yeah. very prominent on yeah. Ita, and we would both say what a first-class pro he was. Yeah. A good friend, and Jerry yeah. Sinstad, of course. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, but I just think it, it's, it's so nice to look back all those years later and not feel any, I hope you don't, not feel any sort of resentment about what happened because... It was just part of life, mm. and, and and I. Sorry. Sorry, I just thought that wouldn't. I didn't expect you to. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> I I I actually I'm actually and I hope he is. I'm, I'm really pleased to be able to sit next to him today and share such a lot of fun. Yeah. Because some people, yeah, I would never bear a grudge if I can help it, and he certainly doesn't. No. No. And I, and I, and I keep saying this, but don't forget, of course. Barry then had a, I wouldn't say a second career, that would be stupid, but he extended his career into a number of years at Wimbledon, the Olympics as he's already talked about, and the athletics, and the thing about Barry is, sometimes the commentator should be spelt with a small c, and the broadcaster should be spelt with a capital B, right, yeah. capital B, right. at all yeah. times. Yeah. Um, what's it like to both Thank regard you. as national treasures? <laughs> well, you definitely both are. <laughs> I mean, John's sort of slightly hit on, I'm not sure about the expression, although people I'm sure say that to you when they say it to me. Um, but I, I, I just think that the fact that we have the opportunity together, uh, and I never felt, I mean, obviously I was disappointed when he got to it. Uh, when people go back to the archives, they'll find that, that I actually resigned on the first one. Right. And that was nothing to do with John. Okay. That was no, to do you were with promised something by somebody. I was promised yeah. by the boss right. at the time. He was. And then he made a totally different decision than the first time I heard about it within the newspaper. Right. So, so, which, know, so which game was that again? The Man United. Yes, 77. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that only yeah. came about by chance because David Coleman, who really at that stage was the cup final commentator, yeah. disappeared, yeah. didn't yeah. he? Mysteriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did the. It, uh, it's one of the great mysteries. But it also says much for, for a question of sport. Yes. Because I, I, I once asked him, he did the 1978 final in Argentina. You, you'd said on, you've done it. Well, I could have a story. But oh, okay. <laughs> you've done that. And then he never did another football match really? for the BBC. Okay. I, I once asked him, um, I, I, and he said, well, you know, I was really enjoying getting into question of sport, which he was very keen on. Yeah. And he went back into the studio and did some grandstand. Yes, he right. did. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dare I say this, I, I think he was a, a great commentator, but he was a much greater athletics commentator. Okay. And he was a footballer. Yeah. 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 Curiously, when Coleman did his last World Cup final in '78, which was the year after what we've been talking mm. about, mm. Alan Hart was the head of sport, and I remember being taken on one side in Buenos Aires. You'd already gone back to do Wimbledon, I think. Or anyway, and Alan Hart sat me down, and it, and, and it came as a complete surprise to me when he said, "I just thought I would tell you that David's doing the final." 
as if I was in contention for it, right, okay. which I'd never at that point thought about, right, okay. to be perfectly yeah. honest, although obviously my chunks came later. So yeah. all this was going on um, at a time when, God, well, we don't want to get too heavily into how television's changed, yeah. but of course, times you're talking about with us, there was no Sky. Yeah. It was BBC versus ITV. Yeah, true. Whether it was the FA Cup final, the World Cup, I mean, the, it was hostile too. Mm-hmm. Or, or even, a, even a, a football match between the two, which our boss said, you will not play that game. Remember that? I do. He, he refused to let BBC play against an ITV. Oh, right, really? Oh, right, OK. I, I always remember... Um, my first World Cup was 74. Barry was there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Coleman was there. And we happened to be staying in a hotel in Frankfurt that some bright spark at the BBC decided was the ideal. And it was the same hotel as ITV were in. Right. And the hostility between the two was now. Really? I remember Sam Leach, our boss at the time, saying to me, you will not go into the bar if ITV are there. Mm. And even if it's Alf Ramsey, he was working for ITV really? that year. He said, even if it's Alf Ramsey, you won't buy him a drink. <laughs> even if it's Alf Ramsey, you won't buy him a drink. And I, I didn't know Alf that well. No, but, no. but we knew still, who each yeah. other were. It was the Ipswich thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, that was how it was then. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, it's changed. In those days, none of us would ever be allowed to work for ITV or the opposition. Yeah. And now there are people working for BBC, ITV, BT. There's no barriers there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a, a big way in which television has changed. Yes. We, we we had a label round our neck, if it's really yeah, 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 yeah. The same BBC. Yeah, yeah. And do do people stop you on the street, just general members of the public, and recite? Oh, I don't I know, recite them off in there when I saw Barry. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> but they're, they're the people you're talking to, aren't they? Are they? Aren't they just? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, you know. I'm, Always been prepared to, uh, to to accept. You know, I mean, they're not bumping into either no Michael Parkinson or somebody from Today or uh, Terry Wogan. No, no. But, but, but do, people do do so. And certainly in my case, yeah. my voice gives me away more than my face. <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> Thank you. And, and um, the picture, taking a picture of that. <laughs> Very good, that actually. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. Yeah, I yeah. Get mixed up so, with yeah. commentators against myself. Occasionally, you'll get a call from somebody who's making a video or writing a book, and a fellow rang me up from Manchester City. This was before the Guardiola era, obviously. And he said, "Oh, he said, I'm so glad I've got hold of you. So I want you to talk me through that commentary you did when Georgie King Cladsey scored that amazing goal at Main Road." <laughs> And I said, yeah. And he said, well, you must remember how he went drink through three or four. And City were on a downer at the time. He lifted the... And I let him go. And I let him go. And then I said, excuse me. I said, I don't think you'll find I did that game. <laughs> oh, yes, you did, he went. And I said, look, excuse me again. But I do remember goals. I said, I think you'll find the commentator that day was Barry Davis. And of course it was. And, and do people, when, when they come to you, do they express a preference between the two of you? Not now. No. 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 I think they see us as part of a, I'm using big italics, yeah. golden age. Yes. When televised so, yeah. football was still quite new. Yeah. Because when Barry did his first work, and I don't know the answer to this, but you'll tell me, I would imagine your first World Cup match was in black and white, was it? 66. 66, it was. It had to be. It was. Yeah. Because the first major sports event in colour in this country was the Mexico Olympics, and that was 68. Yeah. yeah. So when I joined in 71, colour television had only been in three years. Yeah. And even, you know, when he joined, it wasn't at all. The first match of the day was at Liverpool, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Ken did that, didn't he? Ken did that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, don't think that was in colour the day Ken started match of the day, was it? That no, nobody started. But then oh, sorry, the first colour match. Yeah, yeah you're colour. right. Yeah, 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 you're right. Was yeah. First one was at Anfield, because I, I remember them saying match of the day started at Anfield, and it's starting colour in it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we should raise a glass to him, actually, to, to Ken and to David, because they did move out of the way and give yeah. us a chance, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Put that camera on. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
front of this picture of it been a few years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, might still be. <laughs> and Barry, obviously, John had the, the sheepskin coat. There. Did you ever consider having a signature garment? Or? <laughs> Help me, did that? <laughs> yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, people kept talking about the sheepskin coat. Yeah. And uh, do you remember there was a... I think some magazine or other, and I actually told the group, I said, I wore a sheepskin coat before she did. And I said to him, I was a bit unkind, I said, and they've now gone out of style. <laughs> well, in fact, but, but he was getting a good deal out of it. <laughs> you won't mind me saying this, I think you and Brian Moore both had what I would call sheepskin jackets. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> mine went down to my ankle. Right. <laughs> And the, do you know, I'd been in Match of the Day 20 years before anybody made a big issue of it. Right. And it happened at a, on a cup tie day at Wickham, mm. when the BBC were due to do a second round match. This is December 1990, yeah. how can I forget this? <laughs> they were due to play Peterborough, and the snow came down, very localised storm in the, in the, do you call Wickham the Thames Valley? I don't think you do, do you? Whatever valley it is. Chilton's. And it, it absolutely covered the pitch. The referee called the game off. And I was standing there, about to do a grandstand preview with Martin O'Neill, who hadn't actually come out of that point. And they said, oh, forget that, the game's off, can you just explain to the viewers why we won? So I stood in the freezing cold with a silly old cap on and my sheepskin, and I done a minute and a half to camera to say, well, this has come as a complete shock. Um, a localised storm here has ruled out. Wickham, da 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 da, give me peace. Now, when they show it again on television, and obviously I was in vision and all the rest of it. People think that's what made the sheepskin a trademark, but there was a guy there that day, always remember his name, Stuart Clark, and he was doing a series of what he called unusual scenes at football grounds. Right. He made it into a it postcards and into a book, Yeah. and he made it a, a life's work, really, and he had people going to the toilet, not going to the toilet as such, <laughs> walking in the toilet, and he had people buying tickets off... It was anything that wasn't... Yeah, and he decided that me in the sheepskin coat in the snow would make one of his postcards. Right, okay. And I think that did more for me than anything else. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I started with it. You did look. I look like the abominable snowman. And just, I forgot to ask you about the, the 96 uh, semi-final in Germany. The, the Germany goal scorer, did you have to be very careful with how you, how you said that name? Yeah, time? well, there were one or two German names a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. And just finally, I'll let you go in a minute. No, uh, sorry. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> um, Brian Clough, I think, what was it like for both you to deal with him? I guess, you, I mean, I know he, he, did he kiss, kiss you on his last game? And he, yeah, I guess he you both had good stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, he, was a, he was a real character. Yeah. Captivating, I would yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Um, we both had several interviews. Oh, and I'll tell you one that I'll just, yeah, yeah. must yeah. just tell you this one. The last time I interviewed Cluffy was in the stand at Nottingham Forest, and by now, careful what I say, because I know Nigel, yeah. but by now, he, 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 unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. you know. Anyway, we were sitting there in the stand, and he was being provocative as usual, and I'd sacked the whole of the FA and all this business. And I, and I remember saying, Brian, you're quite late in the tooth now as a manager, so to speak. I said, have you got any real ambition? Uh, this was difficult because Forrest were going to go down. I said, have you got any ambitions left as a manager? He said, yes, I have. I want to last longer than you and Barry Davis. <laughs> I remember that. Do you remember that lawyer? <laughs> completely <laughs> well he didn't sadly <laughs> oh he actually did say that I want to last longer than you and Barry Davis it must have been special to be around such you know icons of football oh, like that all the time he was a baseball ground in those days when, when he was there the place lit up hmm. uh, and, and uh, you know I mean I said to him Ryan, if I could play to the standard required, I said I would play for you for one of two reasons. One, because you, you were, were a great coach and helping me. Yeah. Two, to prove you wrong when you left me out of the team. Yeah. I said, and I said, you, your stick and carrot. Yeah, it was great. And he said, isn't that the only way you can manage? And it was. Right. Yeah. yeah. But he, he managed to do that. He was, I mean, he, it would have been fascinating if he'd have got the job. 
yeah. no one at the FA was ever going to know. And then that's, that's the English attitude. Yeah. And you could yeah. quote a few other. No, and if you talk to other managers and things, they used to say, oh, it's all, it's, it's all kind of uh, motivation. He doesn't do any coaching at Derby. They don't right. do any coaching. They just go for walks by the Trent. So one day I was researching a book at the time, not BBC interview, um, it's a European Cup book. Um, and I said to Brian, how do you respond to the accusation that you don't do any coaching? Peter Taylor had said to me, he was a bit embarrassed. And Cluffy said, John, I coach every time I open my mouth. <laughs> Actually true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was the point. True. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And you talked about the England Greece game in the Beckham free kick. Oh. I, I read an interview. Is it right? You you were running down the aisle or something? Is that right? Or, or in was denial? It? No, no. Running you down the aisle or something. Oh like no, that. no. On the gantry went. Oh yeah, yeah. The only time I saw Trevor Brooking lose his court. Oh, it's Trevor Brooking. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was two-one to Greece. Yeah, yeah. And we were in trouble. Yeah, I was the Germans at the game, were playing yeah. the sim yeah, yeah. Uh, simultaneous. And he'd had three goes Beckham that day. Yeah. And then when it went in the net, everybody, I don't know how to put it, that not only did the ground erupt, the gantry erupt. <laughs> Trevor broke a, a cable somewhere and I knocked a microphone off the desk. And Oh, that was a, that was another priceless moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's had a few priceless moments. I mean, <laughs> who was and who wasn't in the Brazilian team? In the oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What was that like to do? I, I lost it a bit there because Ryan kept coming back to me, see, to see who'd got which team sheet, and, and, and I was so I was gasping by this stage, and I said, "And Trevor Brookings with? Well, of course he's with me. You see him right there, you know? <laughs> you didn't get, let him in for half an hour." <laughs> Thanks to Barry Davis, John Watson, and Chris Flanagan for today's episode. Don't forget that you can read that feature on 442.com and in the Euro 96 special issue of the magazine on sale now. You can also subscribe to the magazine for less than £4 an issue by going to myfavouritemagazines.co.uk forward slash fftpod20. The music you heard is by Hal Griff, which, like this podcast, is available on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks for listening. <laughs>